Welcome to the Geek Psychology Podcast. This podcast comes from the Geek Psychology YouTube channel, where we use personality type and geek and gaming culture to help you play life better. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being you. And I hope you enjoy the show. Hey, what's up? Tamis Sherman here from Geek Psychology. This is another video about Dario Nardi's book, Neuroscience of Personality, Brain Savvy Insights for All Types of People. <laughs> it's a long name, but it's a very good book. Get it. So in this video, I'm going to talk about introverted thinking and how to think like an introverted thinker, literally, within the brain regions and whatnot. So what is introverted thinking? Well, introverted thinking is a model-based way of making decisions, essentially. And a model is an understanding of how the world works. It's kind of like a framework that has a lot of experiences and data built into it. And when the introverted thinking type makes a decision, they look to see if it fits within that current understanding of the world, within that framework, that model. And basically, they check to see if it makes logical or technical sense. Uh, it sounds obvious, and it sounds like, you know, everybody probably does this the same way. But that's not really the case. Uh, introverted feelers prefer to see if the decision kind of feels internally authentic and correct in that sense. Extroverted feelers prefer to see how the decision affects the social mood and the, the atmosphere in that sense. Extroverted thinkers prefer to use the empirical data to see if the decision is correct, kind of outside themselves within like what everybody can understand. And we all use these at some point but we have one that we prefer to use the most, the one that matches our judging function. And introverted thinking types look at this new information and try to fit it into that model of the world. And if it fits, then it's accurate. And if it's accurate, then it's a correct judgment. Well, <laughs> this is all assuming that it's the correct model. But as an introverted thinking dominant, or even auxiliary, you probably have a good model of the world. It's like a computer programmer testing for bugs, kind of. There's, if there's no problem, the data and the decisions are correct. In other words, the program runs. <laughs> if there is a problem, he or she has to go into the code and kind of fix it. Sometimes large chunks of code have to be rewritten and kind of configured in that sense. Sometimes it's a simple fix. And the program is the model of the world inside that programmer's head. Okay? So in, in RPG terms, introverted thinking types are like arcanists. That's how I call them anyway. They summon these powerful spells from within and arcanists spend a lot of time studying and researching different spells and cantrips and stuff like that. Naturally, they want to choose the perfect spell for the situation. So a lot of considerations come into play. Their studies will tell them when, how, at what speed, and against which types of monsters a spell should be used. Does that make sense? So these are, you know, broad stereotypes, okay, because they're analogies and metaphors, but it's easier to start at kind of this basic understanding and then refine it, as the alchemists know, as the NT types know, in order to get more information. So the mage tower. Uh, now that you have 
this general idea of how introverted thinking works as a cognitive function, it's time to kind of dissect the neuroscience of the arcanist. So, Dario Nardi described introverted thinking types as people who reason multiple ways to objectively and accurately analyze problems. That should fit with what we just talked about, right? He said that they use brain regions that promote complex and subtle logical reasoning. Another truth right there. Uh, one thing I do want to take note of is the word objectively. Uh, my understanding of TI is that the model is a subjective model. It's based on the person's own experiences and understanding. So that makes it subjective. But imagine like a screen or a lens that you look through to see the world. All introverted functions have this because, well, <laughs> because they're introverted, right? They don't consider the raw, real objects or things. They're looking at how their past has built this understanding, this model, this framework of the world. But the objective aspect is that there's no personal feelings um, attached to the problem. So it's detached from that human component. Well, to the best of their ability anyway. So introverted thinkers want to take out that human component and keep the logic unclouded, keep it clear. And so the analysis is objective because it's detached from that logical side. But uh, it's a subjective model. I hope that made sense. <laughs> so introverted thinkers rely mainly on the inner regions of the neocortex. Of course, they use other regions too. We all use our brain. But the interior ones are the, the main players. Dario Nardi said that they can separate the body from the mind when arguing and analyzing problems. How cool is that, right? That is blink. They enter a separate world by shutting out their senses, and then they reappear with an attack ready. Mind blown. <laughs> so he also said that they may quickly stop listening. So you know that stereotype? Uh, about the wise and arrogant wizard who doesn't listen to other people. Just saying. <laughs> like, I, I love you guys though, and girls, all you TI users, but uh, it's an interesting correlation there. So Nari, Nardi said that either the TI type shuts out the outer world and the person to analyze, or they just lose interest when they make a decision. <laughs> So, let's look at some of the key brain regions. Um, FP1, right here, judging types seem to have higher activity in FP1 than FP2. And everybody does use both, though. Uh, even though the INTP and ISTP have a P in their MBTI code, they are still technically judgers. This is because their first function is introverted thinking, which is a judging function. This region makes decisions and is labeled the chief judge. It's used when giving reasons and detecting errors. How fitting with what we just talked about, right? Um, I thought it was interesting that this region helps 
ignore negative ideas and stops introspection. Why? Well, because TI is introverted and introspection feels like what it should do, right? So what could this mean? Well, I can really only guess that like introverted feeling, it kind of turns on when it's time to make a solid decision. And I'd imagine this would happen when they've analyzed the information and are kind of locking it in place within their model of the world. It sounds like it's kind of like locking a Lego piece into an existing structure. Another one, F3. Nardi calls F3 the deductive analyst, and it makes logical deductions by linearly uh, connecting information. So he says if A equals B and B equals C, then A equals C. It's kind of like that. And doing this sometimes takes backtracking. You know, you plug your value in, you test it, you go back over the logic if it doesn't fit. And Nardi wrote that many people underuse this region. FP1 and T3 apparently give the illusion of sound logic and accurate speech instead of actual deductive analysis. F4, uh, this region is called the expert classifier and it categorizes information within set models and ideas. Uh, it's a holistic and spatial visual region. It seems like F4 doesn't deal with minor details, but rather how the, the set of information fits in a category. He said it's holistic. Nardi explained this as knowing that a square peg doesn't fit in a round hole. It kind of feels wrong as well. He also likened it to a letter being mailed to someone in a building, but instead of going into their mailbox, every person takes it, gives their opinion on it, and eventually the letter gets to the person that it was sent to. So it has to go through all these different filters before. And the letter is a piece of information or a concept. And each person handling it is the model or the category. And after it goes through each category, it eventually finds the, the right one, the correct one, the best fit. Uh, another one, P3. This region has so much going on. Nardi named it the tactical navigator, and P3 helps you identify tangible objects, uh, even when blindfolded. It's active when you work a problem using rote memorization, and it uses physical and visual cues to move your body. Lastly, it lets you know where you end and where the world begins. Seriously, P3 needs to just chill out. There's too much stuff going on for me. Um, putting all those points together and all those ideas together, it seems like P3 notices where you are in a physical sense and then tells you how to move your body uh, to get what you want, to go through that. And Nardi explained it like a grid used to see the world around you. He linked it to like a basketball player's ability to track their teammates and opponents and the guidelines, you know, on the floor and the ball and the hoop and like all this other stuff. And then actually shooting the ball into the hoop, <laughs> like so much stuff going on. 
And the whole letting you know where you end and where the world begins idea is having a deep connection to the environment. And Nardi mentioned yoga masters uh, use this. You know, they, they turn this down and they can merge with the universe, kind of a feeling of oneness. Pretty cool stuff, right? And this high activity in P3 also promotes fear and paranoia by creating a shadowy second self that seems to follow us. Clone or mirror image? I don't know. Um, Oh, and it also increases the feeling of independence, kind of like a solo adventurer or something like that. Also seems very fitting to the Arcanist. Um, P4. So P4 is the strategic gamer. I love this name. And P4 weighs pros and cons of different calculated decisions. It's another objective region that helps us locate and apply leverage or influence. Uh, This can be used in all sorts of situations, of course. Uh, It's not just related to like cold logic. Nardi explains that this is uh, kind of like a knowing. It has a knowing of how well a joke will go over based on who's in the room and how much they've drank and what the relationships are and stuff like that. So that's another use for it. Um, We also use this when we try to sway odds in our favor. Nardi said that this region has a spatial quality which might see decisions as having kind of a weight to them. And he said it's like comparing different planetary gravitational pulls and we can, you know, evaluate the sum of the pulls from all different directions to arrive at an average or best fit. Uh, P4 also allows us to feel strong visceral reactions in our body, which might be connected to sympathy as well, as he says. So getting into flow. Introverted thinking brains get into flow by doing things that they have expertise in. Uh, My understanding is that all types can go into flow by doing things like this. So I'm not fully sure on a specific technique for TI types to get into flow. Um, Something cool that Dario Nardi mentioned was that TI types use brain regions that most people ignore. And this gives the arcanist the ability to think about things in unique ways through complex reasoning. Um, One thing that TI types do have is this kind of green theta shield that blocks out distractions from your limbic system and keeps that primal programming in check. This is in favor of logical processing. So I can imagine this as a shield, as he calls it, um, or blink, as I talked about earlier, where you create this distance to protect yourself as you assess the situation. So either one of those really fit in my mind anyway. Um, ISTPs can jump into this tennis hop pattern and INTPs can shift into a Christmas tree pattern, which I'll explain more in the later videos. So when introverted thinkers aren't in the inner neocortex regions in that mage tower, they can multi-class and you know take on 
extroverted sensing or extroverted intuiting aspects. And the ISTP, um, he said that O2, the abstract impressionist, had high activity, which it takes in information holistically and assesses the kind of visual theme. And the INTP had higher activity in C3, which is the factual storekeeper, uh, which recalls specific facts and details like names, proper names, even numbers, as well as kind of being useful in drawing graphs and charts. So I'm guessing this has some connection to introverted sensing as the tertiary function because SJ types also really rely on this region. So your quest, your quest. I want you to think about how skilled you are at using the regions that I mentioned. Do you use this detached logical models to make decisions? Um, if you're not an introverted thinker, what would life be like if you could tune out distractions and emotions? Would it help? You know, what would it help? What would it hurt? There's a lot to think about there. And how can you use this information to build rapport with introverted thinking types? Or if you are a TI type, you know, how can you use that to build rapport with other types? So remember, FP1, the chief judge, F3, the deductive analyst, F4, the expert or witty classifier, P3, the tactical navigator, and P4, strategic gamer. So thank you very much for watching this video. I hope it was informative and that it helped out. Um, please, you know, spread it, share the love if it, if it was helpful. And the next video is going to be on extroverted thinking. Stay tuned for that. Good luck, have fun, peace. Thanks for listening, and I hope you got something out of it. I know that by listening to this podcast, it means that you're ready to take your life to the next level, and I'm so excited to help you do it. Whether you're struggling with anxiety, lack of motivation, or you're just looking for your spark and purpose, I have many courses and a one-on-one -on -one coaching service available to you to help you get out of your own way and be happy. So head on over to geekpsychology.com to get started. See you there.